I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. Witches are alive, witches are alive. Hey, I celebrate life. I don't celebrate that death like that old lady with the golden red shoes. Yeah, they're not that golden. So this is um, like like how uh, they've done the musical uh, Wizard of Oz yep. from the perception of the uh, of of the witches to make wicked. Yeah, right. You're doing a sort of a version which is a from the point of view of somebody who doesn't really fall on either side. Mm. You know, maybe a bystander. What are the Oompa Loompas? Oompa Loompas? Yeah, sure. From a different film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it's possible. I look, I, but I was I was also. Not celebrating the death. Munchkins. Yeah, the Munchkins. I mm. wasn't celebrating the death of the witch, so I wasn't necessarily seeing it as an, a positive thing that the witch is dead. Exactly. Um, so I think maybe the the Munchkins did. They celebrated. Yeah, they ding celebrated. Ding dong, the witch is bed, but, uh, dead. But I imagine those are just the uh, ding dong, the witch is bed, I think. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. so from a cre- the point of view of a creature who saw... The dead body of the witch, witch. as a bed. So, as a bed. So possibly one of those kind of, uh, it could be like a worm of some sort, like a mm. maggot, mm. maybe from the point of view of them. Yeah, I mean, but they but eat their bed, really, don't they? See, it's sort of more as a large lunch. Yeah. Know? Ding dong, the witch is a large lunch. Yeah, that would make more sense. So, that okay, would make more sense. Well, what creature is attracted to a dead body, but... Doesn't, doesn't want to eat, eat it. it. They just want to use it for rest. <laughs> Some, yeah, something that I gets mean, comfort is, from decay. This is interesting, isn't it? Because mm. because because we a lot of the time fetishes are sexual. Mm. All right, but why can't you want to sleep with the dead? And yeah. I do mean sleep. Yeah, you know that's right. Why 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 can't it be a necrophile? Why does it have to be a necrophile? Why can't it be a necro? Snooze. Necro snoozer. Yeah. What what are those people who fall asleep? They're a Oh a narcoleptic. A necroleptic. Yeah, a necroleptic. (laughs) I'm always falling asleep on dead people. (laughs) Um, Necroleptics. Yeah, I think I think look, I think that's a thing. You know? Yeah. because is is it is it perverted? I don't think so. I mean some people could probably Take offense, but it's really a condition. Mm. You know, so like somebody would take offense if, let's say, you you snuggled up with their un- great uncle. I think your volume is coming up a bit low on here. Yeah, right. I it could be your... could be somebody's turn it that way. Here you go, like that. There is we that a go. Bit better? Yeah, like that's that? a bit better, but boy, oh. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now I'm talking. Yeah, Love that's... a bit of a scratch sound. Oh yes, mm. in a podcast, always good for the start of one. Well, I, I think that. You know, anybody who really wants to listen to the pod, mm. you want their want to be, to go beyond like a mere scratch fault. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if that stops them, I don't know if they're committed enough. But then again, who knows? 
maybe yeah. I, maybe we, maybe, maybe I would we, take we anybody. Found, we found the, the the deal breaker for our listeners. Mm. Can I just say on the sleeping with on dead people? Yeah, it's like any relationship. You know, it starts out lust, right? You know, yeah. you want to have sex with the dead body. That's but where then, it always starts. Yes. But over time, mm-hmm. you know, you have other responsibilities, you know, life gets in the way. Yes. And a lot of the time it comes to the end of the day and the dead body's there in the mortuary or whatever mm-hmm. and you're just too tired to have sex with the dead body. That does often happen, yeah. So you just end up just sleeping next to each other. Yeah, maybe checking your phone. Checking your phone because yeah. you still have energy for that for some reason. Well, because there seems to be endless amounts of energy for checking your phone. Mm. You never yeah. go, oh, I'm too tired to look at my phone. Oh. I'll look at it tomorrow. Yeah. You know, I'll get up early and I'll look at my phone in the morning. Yeah, I'll get straight to the looking. So this is somebody who puts off, procrastinates looking at their phone. Is there, is there something in that, sorry, but just in that second idea that I said of like, you know, the the, the, the necrophile relationship that is Whoa. is then now sort of become a bit, formulaic or sure. whatever they've forgotten Let's, what it was that made them it's so. a necrophilic relationship that's lost its spark exactly great um, um i've got the seven year itch uh <laughs> <laughs> which actually the itch developed about a week in yeah and, and i think it might be something associated with bugs or something some kind of bacterial thing from mm. from having sex with a dead witch it's still a witch but, you know, you'd think that it could be magic. Could be a curse. What could be? Anything, it, it, really, isn't well, it? Well, anything could be, but also mm. the itch. Mm. Could it either be bacterial or magical? A magical itch? Yeah. Imagine that. I mean, itches are already pretty magical. Mm. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. If you look, there's nothing happening. It's a very minor curse of some kind, isn't it? Mm. Unless... If, you, if you look, there's nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> you look really there isn't i mean they tell me i've got tinea but i've had a look i don't see anything oh if you if you let it develop enough you do see stuff often yeah. redness and a bit of puffiness mm. but know? but but you can't see the fungus it's a fungus right yeah you can't see the fungus it's too small for the human eye so from the you know from a perspective of somebody who uh who doesn't have a microscope and doesn't know about microscopic fungi, mm. uh, you would look at it and say, somebody's been here uh, sort of s- scratching at me, mm-hmm. making me itchy. Maybe a, maybe a ghost. This is kind of like, you know, if you were trying to, if you're an old-timey science, scientist mm. and you were trying to come up with a solution, why is my foot itching? It's a ghost tickling my foot with a hair, mm. a ghost hair, or maybe a real hair. It could be a real hair. But then it takes it away before you get a chance to look. Mm, it could be a very thin blonde hair, maybe a baby's blonde hair. You never know. W- wonder why when you look at you know you check on your son who's mm, sleeping baby in his son, cot. Blonde, my blonde baby son, blonde of baby which I have son. only three. Yeah, uh, so it's when hard you check, for me to relate to this analogy. You know when you when you look at them in their bed there in the middle of the night and you see a ghost leaning over their cot, you know, watching over them, mm. right? And you think, oh. I, Lord, I hope that they this ghost doesn't hurt my ba- my precious blonde baby. One one of three. One of three. I mean, I still would have the other two. Yeah, <laughs> but this one looks different to the other ones, and it would be nice to just have a bit of diversity in the thing. Um, anyway, 
you'd be lucky to know that it's only going there for its thin, for a single thin hair, thin hair to tickle the um, uh, the foot mm. of a tinny attic, uh, old timey bad scientist. Exactly. Does that so, put any kind of uh, does that calm you down in any way? Yeah, that's a huge relief, actually. Yeah, and great. I'll bear that in mind next time I see the. Yeah. I'm in the scenario that you describe. Please bear that. Yeah, in mind. In mind or anywhere. Mm, okay, bear that in thigh. Yeah, bear that. Um, but the uh, is it is it interesting to have a sketch in which an old timey scientist tr- is trying to uh, do some kind of a test to work out if your disease is caused by ghosts like in order to do that right mm. you'd have to um like like how do we you think you think about the uh the the processes that they go through to say detect a bacteria right they've taken a swab of, mm-hmm. between your toes and they Pe- want to know if it's petri something dish like, yes petri dish all right so they put it in some kind of nutrient broth mm. right and they let propagate and then they analyze the uh whatever it is now what's yep. the equivalent of that but for ghosts, mm. you know, to you, you can you get a sample of the ghost? Can you catch the ghost yeah. and then put it in some kind of ghost-friendly environment where yeah. it'll thrive? Well, I guess you could you could sort of try to get a swab and then rub it on a black and white or sepia tone photo of a house mm. and see if you see any movement in the windows. Yeah, or like a screaming face. Yeah, because that could definitely that could definitely happen. I'm um, like, I mean, really. Uh, the Ouija board and that kind of stuff is like a way to try and detect mm. ghosts, isn't it? Yeah. There's also, you know, you can do a do a bit of that audio recording and you mm. and you listen for, uh, dis, you know, like dis, distortions. Or another thing that they do, it's funny because I just listened to a podcast about people who mm. believe in this kind of stuff, where they take like a radio that changes between channels, that fluctuates between channels, and they listen for any messages that they might pick up in the fluctuating because they think that the ghost could sort of control the fluctuation to deliver a message and it's not just random chance that they'll hear some hear something random yeah. thing mm. um could you do oh wait what if what okay how about this mm. right you go to the doctor <laughs> yeah and that they are recording your heartbeat or something like that mm-hmm. right and then they they say, oh, oh my god, right? And they and they they play back a bit of your heartbeat, and it's like, thump 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 thump, help thump 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 thump, help me thump thump thump. And then the the thumping goes not only from that, but then it starts going, help me, get me out of here. Yeah, and then what happens? Now is there a ghost in your chest? Well, I think that... <laughs> Are they going to do a surgery? Would they do surgery in that? Like, would they rush to surgery? Like, we don't have time. We well, know there's someone in there. We know it's crazy. There's no way there could be a person hidden inside your chest, right? But but we... if there is, it's crazy to let them die. Exactly. Like, it's, it is... We don't know how this is possible, mm. but we, we've, got to, we've got to get in there. Yeah. Because... And surely if it was a prank... You would stop them before they cracked open your rib cage. A prank from you. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. But if it was a prank from <laughs> A prank from, say, a stethoscope manufacturer mm. or... Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, yeah. So I think... So let's say they do, right? Yeah. 
I mean, look, there is a chance that this is just a, a scam that the doctor pulls so that he can charge the state for open heart <laughs> surgery because you can get a lot of money from the state because this this country has a really good med med system like yeah. you know uh, Medicare system mm. and so but and this is probably exactly what the Republicans are trying to warn people about is that there's going to be doctors like this who are going to pretend like there's somebody trapped in your chest, in your chest cavity so they can open up for emergency yeah. open heart surgery. Um, but maybe, but maybe it's not that. Maybe it really is a little man in there. Oh wow! Yeah, great. Or uh, they could have just been overhearing something from the next room. That's true. Or there could be, you know, like if you look, they at could the, be insane, that, incurably insane. And so then you offer to crack open their skull, their skull while your thing? chest is open. Yeah, they open the chest. Okay, right. So while they've got your chest open, mm-hmm. they're like, no, oh, there's nothing, nothing here. here. You know what that means. I must have hallucinated it. <laughs> Here's <laughs> by, a saw. By being incurably insane. <laughs> or, or maybe the little man was in my eardrum. Yeah, or, the, or maybe the sound was coming from within <laughs> in my, my head. In my head. There's no time to check if that's accurate because... We have to find where this man is. Yeah, this man is. There's no time for me to sew you up even. Can you help me? I'm going to dangle myself <laughs> from this light. Because I know you can't get up I'm right gonna now. I'm going to get my belt out and lash myself to this light. Yeah. to this, And then while I dangle above you, use the saw <laughs> just, to, just, just enough to get past the skull, but not so far in that it cuts into brain. And then <laughs> oh, all the way around. How will I know? <laughs> no, you'll know. <laughs> you'll, you'll feel it. It feels different when you, when you get through. It feels like it's squishy. <laughs> Trust me. It's got a hollow. If you get if it gets squishy, you've gone too far. Yeah. It's like sawing through a coconut. Yeah. Right? But with like with like what? Like like a human d- life. A human life inside. Possibly or, two. Oh, that's right. Well, you don't know. <laughs> the the trouble is is that you could cut cut in and accidentally cut the little man. The little man oh, who's pressed yeah. up against your brain. Oh god. <laughs> but then if they open up his brain and they realize it's not in there. I think I think when they open up his brain, the little man has to jump out. <laughs> <laughs> or he was inside the stethoscope tube. Oh. You know, like you know, like it it breaks it breaks. You know, like yeah. that separation where it goes mm. up to your ears. Mm. That's where his legs are actually in there, and then his thor- tor- torso just goes down to the head of the stethoscope. Yep. Like Dad was got his arms up to his side like that, mm. and you cut it open, and he just comes out and he goes, Oh, thanks so much for getting me out of there. <laughs> I hope I didn't cause any trouble. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was, uh, I, uh, I was just walking around a stethoscope factory <laughs> minding my own business. And somebody said, I bet you can't fit in one of those stethoscopes. And then they played a prank on me and sealed it up and put me in plastic and sent me... And so, that's the prank. It's a prank show. It's a great prank. This is our, our, our prank show that's coming up. It's a, it's, it's a prank show called Let's Hang Out in a Stethoscope Factory and See What We Can Get Up To. Well, at the moment, none of, these steth- none of the prank shows are doing stethoscope stuff and Tiny Man stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we show, I guess we, I guess... Then, then the little man points to the cameras and then the guys with his open chest and the guy with his <laughs> skull cap off, they both laugh. 
<laughs> Wait, you didn't? Oh. Well, I feel really dumb. And then his brain falls out of yeah. the hole in the top of his head and falls into the guy's chest cavity. Open cavity like that. <laughs> and he goes, have, um, a, have a think about that. Yeah, well, get get that off your chest. Well, that's thinking with your heart. Hmm. No, that he, doesn't make he's, he's got his uh, skull caved out. No, that's nothing either. Oh, this is what happens when you open up your mind. What were we talking about just before the podcast, Alistair, that we were laughing at heartily? Oh, it was our idea of having rival podcasts and then uh, and then starting another podcast where we compare the stats of the podcast. So we always feel weird when the other person does a secret comedy project without yeah. us. And because I've started recording the possibility of some guided meditations. And we want to reassure you, Listeners, that we're, mm-hmm. everything's okay. Okay, everything's our okay. relationship is still great, mm-hmm. and we still obviously we care about you and, very, very much. Yeah, and no matter what happens between us, we still love, love you. And you. You're and not. You're not. This is not your, your fault. fault. This is not your fault. I'm. I. I am starting a podcast of my own. Mm-hmm. And Alistair's starting a podcast of his own. Yeah. Well, Andy's going to start one called the Andy Matthews Comedy Show. Yeah. So it is? Uh, podcast. Andy, Andy, Andy Matthews, Matthews Comedy, Comedy po- Show Podcast. Okay, okay. <laughs> and mine's going to be called, because I'm I'm jealous, and so I'm going to start a rival podcast, the Alistair Trombley Birchall Show Podcast. No comedy. comedy. Oh, comedy. <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't even comedy, <laughs> I guess it's easier for me to achieve, like mastery of it because it doesn't need even need to be comedy it can just be anything right and everything else is really easy to achieve <laughs> well i'm not saying it's drama i'm not saying it's oh um, it's anything it could be anything it could sure. be anything and so you can master it what do you think would be the easiest thing to master obviously in an audio format mm. um, i would told you, up until a couple of days ago i would have told you thumb twiddling oh right but then I saw a video of a guy who can twiddle his thumbs by having one thumb go forward and the other thumb go the other way. And Does that look crazy? Like Andy, it looks fucking insane. Are you serious? I don't know. It just looks a bit weird. But it's it's just hard to do, I think. Yeah. Because you can do it with your arms because you can, you can sort of really get them going. In yeah, get a bit of momentum, get one arm going and then bring the other arm <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, like that. And yeah, and they've got some weight to them and stuff like that. But you but really can't get much momentum with the thumb. No, but you? thumb, it's all, it's all control. It's all, it's all control of the mind. It's all conscious. And you really got to right? break your mind. It's like a horse. You got to break your mind in <laughs> to allow it to do that. And I've done it. You know, I did that in my early years with the arms, but with the thumb. With the spinning. Yeah, spinning the arms. Yeah, one yeah. forward, one back. Yep. But thumbs, it's got it's a hundred percent concentration. Yeah. And so it's not the easiest thing to master isn't thumb twiddling. No. So that eliminates one. Unless, but I did say in an audio medium. Mm. So I mean, you could you could fake it. You could you could just be there on the podcast. Your thumb twiddling podcast saying, I'm doing it. Mm. I'm doing it. They're going in opposite directions. But you, do, you still have to sound believable like you're. That didn't sound believable. I'm doing it. I suppose that's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, it sounds, sounds a bit like you're doing, you're twiddling your thumb. But oh, now I'm, now I'm twiddling my thumbs. Oh, there they go. Yep. There's, they're both going in the same direction. And oh, stop. 
And now, I'll just for my next trick, I will get them going in opposite directions. So the right one will go forward, and the left one will go back. And there they are. And as you can see that, there we go. Alistair, yeah. you know how you said that you could achieve mastery of a different, yeah. of, of something that wasn't comedy really easily? Yeah. You've absolutely done it. That yeah. was... <laughs> uncannily like a podcast of a man twiddling his thumbs in one direction and then in opposite directions. Well, and I have this and I haven't even recorded a single episode of my podcast yet. Yeah. And yours is already maxed out at 100% success. Great. And so that's that's really great. I mean, I might I might have to put comedy in there just to, so that we're on the same ground. I so think you might have to strictly speaking take some comedy out because it was it was also a little bit funny as well. <laughs> Well, so the, so that's the idea. We'll each have, we'll each have a rival podcast, mm. and then we'll com- compete for who has the best downloads, who has the, the best, best downloads, the not mo- the most, not the most, but the best <laughs> ones. <laughs> Who's downloading this in the highest quality? And you know what would be, you know, what's another stat in there we should look at is mm. is drop offs. No, but as well, who has the best gender diversity? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you know, if you can get those stats like that, yeah, you go. You're hitting fifty fifty. That's the best. Or 60-50. Or, you know, Alistair, 10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10 to reflect all the different genders. Wow. Imagine that. That would you would have to get in so deep in with some subgenders. I'm not calling them subgenders. I mean the genders. But, you know, some of the ones where there's less people. Yeah, in them. Yeah, like, like there are in a sub, like in a sub, marine <laughs> sandwich. Um, anyway, you'd have to get so deep that you actually get almost a hundred percent of the of the people of that gender. Sure, but as a percentage of your listeners, mm. it's, uh, yeah, it's important. It just has to mm-hmm. be equal. Mm-hmm. I mean, the other way to do it is just get one of each. Yeah, know? that's good too. Yeah, fifty fifty. Yeah, well, but then you can you, if you look, if you go to Spotify, you can look at you can see when people tune out as well, can't you? It's true. Yeah, you can see how long people listen for. And apparently, apparently, the people who come to the two in the think tank episode, all of me, expecting the song, all of me, yeah, they drop off pretty quickly. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be. <laughs> it doesn't, I mean, but but it makes me think that maybe we should be calling all our episodes by song names. Yeah, because then people. <laughs> People just accidentally click on it going, oh, this logo is weird for that song. Smells like teen spirit. Yeah. Okay, but all right. Oh, the planet broadcasting uh, ident at the start of Smells Like Teen Spirit. I don't remember that thing rem- now. I guess they took that out of the radio edit. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I, didn't, I forgot that they did this song with mouth sounds. Was two idiots doing mouth sounds? <laughs> Um, so yeah, anyway, watch out for those three podcasts, um, coming out. Uh, oh yeah, it'll be Podbet. Podbet will be pod the pod, pod where we talk about who's winning in the pod, mm-hmm. in the pod mm-hmm. championship. And also we weigh ourselves. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then we, and then we do, uh, uh, we calculate, uh, who's got the most, uh, podcast listeners per kilogram of body mass. Oh, that's mass. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is going to be huge. <laughs> because, you know, obviously it's more impressive. Like the lighter you are, you, mm. you're going to have more 
you know, so another way to succeed in the mm. that that should be the bottom. That'll be the the final deciding statistic. Yeah, podcast listeners per kilogram. Yeah, um, think... you know, and 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 so another way to succeed will be for one of us to ha- undergo some drastic weight loss. Um, to to help your numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, huge. Like, um, I just go on a, like a, a big fast, mm. a big fast binge. Yeah, a f- real, real, real binge on fasting. Yeah, what would that look like? Um, you just fast for a long time. Yeah, I suppose yeah, you so. You don't eat anything. I suppose so, I suppose yeah. so. yeah. That's the, that's, the, that's the classic way to fast, is not eating anything. Mm. Mm. Some, uh, someone someone made a good comment online because we talked on uh, the Jack Drews pod episode, Jack the Drew Sluice, we talked about being eating a food uh, that meant that you were constant low-key shitting. Oh, yeah. uh, and uh, I'm sorry, I don't remember your name, but somebody suggested online that if you were, um, what you were eating contained a certain amount of like wood pulp and glue, mm. that constant low key shitting could come out of you like a like the um, sort of the, the feeder out of a um, uh, a 3D printer, and and you could crawl around uh, building walls or something like that out of like you know out of your whatever fiber and, sure. and, and glue that you. Uh, you shit out, and then everybody could be their own three D printer. Wow, yeah, that's that's really nice, especially if you just had a bit of land. Mm. If you had a bit of land, you could start from scratch. You know, you got all the wood that you can eat, and all the wood and glue that you can eat. Yeah, the government provides you with a certain amount of like va- very barely nutritious gluey mm. wood. Yeah, and then solve you, the housing crisis exactly. Then you start piling it up, essentially like an igloo. But you can make it as big as you want and as small as you want, and uh, you get to build it over time, like uh, it's just it'll take longer. It'll take longer, sure, but also you'll never be able to stop. So I think there'll be a real incentive there to go out and help the community by once you've built your house, you're still going to be constant low-key shitting out your, mm. uh, your gluey wood pulp and you're going to have to crawl off, leaving behind you your trail to find maybe a civic area that needs a new rec center built yeah, for some kids good. or something like maybe that. Maybe an ice rink for an ice rink know, for the community. For the community, like yeah. Oh, yeah. Another ice rink. Oh great. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> In the ice rink district. Mm, like you know, you gotta poop out some kind of like uh, you know, some kind of refrigerating mm. uh, system. Mm. Yeah, real cold real cold butthole. Yeah, like if you could just um, maybe you could get like maybe we could design a machine mm. that just you sit on it. And then it kind of moves you around like while you're sleeping and then it just builds things like it builds the more complicated things that you can't do when you just, you know, just walking around and stuff like more, the finer stuff. Yeah. You know, finer, yeah. You know computer chips. And, mm. um, well, it would be like in Minecraft because Minecraft's got very simple building blocks and yet mm. people are able to build within Minecraft like really complicated um like working machines and also computing systems. Yeah, right. Which is wild. Like, you know, build up some little functional units of a computer and it'll be exactly the same as that. Like that. Out of just gluey wood shit. Yeah. You know, build a working computer while you sleep. We're sort of essentially becoming spiders. Yes. You know, with webs, but, but, you know, we're, we're making more complex structures that are not just for catching things. Yes, exactly. You know, except for love or... Catching help, you know, catching mm. the help, not mm. the help, but... Mm. Yeah, I mean, our whole lives are a web that mm. we build to catch love yeah. and help. You know, we 
mm. we we make a, a a series of connections yeah right in the world mm-hmm. those are the strands of our web and we just hope that some unsuspecting fly blunders into them yeah and then we can wrap them up in a sort of a sort of a cocoon of codependence yeah. and then suck the life out. I'm, I'm coming across as very negative about relationships on this episode of the podcast. Oh, I didn't know you were talking about relationships. I thought you were talking about eating flies. Eating flies. Sorry, yeah. I was. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, I don't know why I said codependence uh, in that. Well, uh, we're all dependent on the food that we eat in order to live. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you could, you could have a thing where like, like a fly or, you know, two spiders... Um, mm. Catch each other, yeah, right. Wrap each other up and start drinking each other, mm. and it's like a spider version of like a sixty-nine or sure. a Roboros or something like that. And you know, as you swallow the uh, one spider's innards, dissolve mm. them and drink them, and turn them into your innards, they're also drinking your innards uh, yeah. and turning them into spider innards within that spider. Mm. Yeah, but whilst that's happening, at some point you're just gonna you're gonna meet up. You're going to meet up where the innards are coming in mm. to where the eating is happening, and then it's just going to start spilling out. Out of each end. Out of each end. And then at some point, you'll just finish eating each other or one will die. And so like, unlike the Ouroboros with the snake, mm. which kind of does have like a magical... These ones will just kind of... It's really just a, a full-on 69 <laughs> that is just... <laughs> Like a finite 69. Like your standard 69 could actually go to infinity. There's nothing stopping. A standard 69? From stopping. No, society. Only society stops a standard Society is the only thing. From stopping that and maybe the limits of the human tongue. Fluid. (laughs) Right, but... (laughs) Do you think we found the limits of the human tongue? I don't know. I mean, certainly science probably hasn't recorded the limits. I feel like the tongue could probably do a lot more. You know, like mm. you, 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 the tongue, it's it's doing so much inside our mouths. We don't really see it a lot of the time, yeah. right? And it's and it's it's moving around. It's 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 unlike any other part of the body, and it can sort of move in any direction. It's a real utility player, mm. and I think the 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 body has kept it inside the mouth to stop it from overshadowing, you know, other things like our limbs and that sort of thing. Sort of a thing. third hand. It is a third hand, but we keep it, you, you, you keep it really in a prison, right? Mm, like locked I away. In locked a, away behind. In an ivory prison. In an ivory prison. <laughs> <laughs> behind the teeth, which are also act as guards who sort of <coughs> sometimes bite the tongue to keep it in line That's if right. it gets, you know, any ideas. Mm-hmm. But I, I do feel that the tongue... And we may have talked about, in fact, have we talked about this on the podcast before? I don't remember. We have. We've talked about tongues breaking out on their own. Well, well, yeah. We've just got back to it old. <laughs> Bit where everybody's tongues head out and survive independently. Yeah, right? right. Oh, but I mean, shame. but what if he doesn't escape? Mm, stays in the yeah. stays in the mouth but, I mean, and just could... writes poetry. That's right, like the... Or trains a bird, maybe. That sounds beautiful. That's... The only the only animal that's really achieved that is the hippo, who has birds come into their mouth at all times, and they've right. trained them. And they're, they're, the, they're, do you think that's the tongue? Well, that's, that's uh... it's the Sweden of tongues. Uh, uh, like it's the you know a hippo's mouth is the Sweden for tongues because it's like the place where people are freest and tongues and, are freest because they can communicate with who you know with whomever. Well, I they would want. say that the hippo's tongue is sort of like a Julian Assange in the Ecuadorian embassy. Like mm. Pamela Anderson is able to go and visit. 
Julian Assange, sure. but he's still not able to leave. And and is Pamela Anderson a sort of a canary in she this? Is, yeah. In this scenario, a canary in the canary who, who comes and eats the rotten flesh around around his sort of uh, Ecuadorian embassy room. Yeah. That he keeps quite dirty, apparently, and doesn't <laughs> clean up after his cat. Geeks, man, they yeah. don't clean up. Uh, but uh, I just uh, you, you missed something great there, Alistair. But I called the mouth the tongue hole, and I think that that's uh, that's that could catch on. Absolutely, because you know? we've got a bung hole, and now we've got a tongue hole. Yeah, and and yeah, it's great. It, it, it is spooky. Because, I mean, it's almost like a casing. It's almost mm. like a like a beautiful package that the tongue comes in. It's you know, it lays in that little indent down mm. there. It kind of fits real nice. Mm. And there are yeah, there, and there are layers of packaging as well, right? Because you take back the lips. Mm. You still got the teeth there. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, it's it's, it's you've wrap, you've got a box, yeah, and then you've put wrapping around it. Mm. Yeah, so so it's definitely the the part of the body that you can most unbox. Yes, <laughs> the most unboxable organ. And it is like at a pinch, if you'd forgotten birthday presents, mm. you could lay your or Christmas presents would be yeah. a better example. You could lay your your head down under the. Uh, under the Christmas tree, yeah, and uh, maybe put a couple of googly eyes on your tongue, yeah, right. right? And the kids who want a toy, they come mm-hmm. down in the morning. They're like, "Oh, what is it?" Yeah. Right, and they, you know, really excited. They pull back your lips, right, and then yeah. they force open your teeth, <laughs> and then your tongue pops out. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> for some reason, I'm picturing it like, sort of like you know that thing where like. Instead of putting a penis through the bottom of a popcorn box, sure. you just stick your tongue. And she, you're on a date, and she's, she's eating through the popcorn. And you're down there. And you're down there. You got your tongue through, and she reaches, and she gets to the box. She goes, oh. And she goes, oh. And then she hand makes out with your tongue or something. I don't know. Or, or she... Well, I mean, it could Pizza be like delivery. Because, because because that is the, the the penis in the bottom of the popcorn yeah, box, that's disgusting. which I can't believe anyone has ever done. No, but it is it is a it is a way to sort of get somebody to make contact with your genitals in order to, for them to give you a hand job or something. I yeah, guess you're assuming, I guess, that that's what they want. So this is the like a version of that, but for getting somebody to kiss you, right? Mm. You, it's sort you, of a you, Christian. You come version. to you come to them, right? Holding a, a big burger in front of your face yeah <laughs> you say i got you a burger <laughs> and they eat it there right against yeah. your face but when they get to the far side yeah. of the burger there's your t- i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's your tongue. That's been in the burger the whole time. <laughs> Hopefully they don't <laughs> bite it too much. Oh, they, no, the, the, the whole patty of the burger has been your tongue. <laughs> And they, you know, at first they just kind of go, oh, there's a bit of bread before we get to the, the patty. Yeah. 
But then it's just you just they get there and then they get to your tongue and they start like and they they realize straight away that it's your tongue because and, then, and just, then before you know it you're making out you're making because it's out. so hard to make the first move yeah, nobody yeah. knows you both you both you're both in love you're ready for this yeah the, right? I think it's the, awkward it's awkward the person will be so happy that you remove that awkwardness yes. <laughs> that you found a workaround that they'll quite forget the fact that they ate a burger in front of your face. <laughs> You, know, you were holding, holding up to your face <laughs> like that. They don't know. They don't know where you're from exactly. They don't know what the customs are from your. They don't would, know where you're from exactly. <laughs> you know, and it would be rude to ask. <laughs> it would be rude to ask super specifically. Yeah. And so that, especially this specifically, you know, do you come from a place where it's okay to hold burgers that close to your face when you're giving it to somebody else? Don't ask me. I get that question every day. You know, a little sausage roll might work as well. Like a little party sausage roll. I reckon you could take the meat out mm, of that. Yeah. Stick your tongue right in that, uh, what is that, phyllo pastry casing? Oh, I reckon so. And uh, and no one would <laughs> no one would bat an eyelid, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. That, or you're... That's a one-to-one switch out. If you're making a Christian porno, mm. right? That, but that doesn't then, have oh, any sorry, sex. And then just you could you could take the little bit of sausage that you took out of the sausage roll and sort yeah. of hold it next to the sausage roll as if it was your tongue, as if you were poking your tongue out the side. Oh, yeah. As a bit of a decoy, so they wouldn't think they won't suspect that that's a. They yeah. just think that you're being very tongue in cheek. Yeah, or oh, out of cheek. Anyway, so oh, oh, you're gonna stick it out. I'm gonna stick it out there. It's gonna oh, be like poking a cigar. Out. Yeah, like a I thought you meant you meant it was just poking on the side of your mouth. Oh, so that, that's good too. Yeah, yeah. They'll see the lump. They'll be that's his tongue there. Well, that's his tongue. Well, then his oh, tongue's that... not gonna be in this sausage roll. <laughs> I could go ahead and eat it in front of his face. Yeah. Um, you know, Christian porno that that won't have any sex in it. Like that, right? It's um, knock at the door, pizza delivery, like that. Mm. And they open it up, and the pizza delivery guy, he's got his, <laughs> he's holding the pizza down about waist height, but also his head is under the thing. He goes, here you go, man, like that. And she goes, thank you. And she opens it up like that, yeah. and it's just his tongue sticking through. And she goes, yeah. oh. And she leans down I'd and licks love, the tongue. I'd love to marry that, like that. That's a real, it's um, a real full-on act, isn't it? Licking a t- like the tongue yeah. is out, and yeah. you just lick it. But I don't think God's against that, right? I think God doesn't. He's not against sort of tongue licking because it tongue. takes place outside of the body. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, the tongue is free at this point. This tongue's never been freer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a free agent. It's a free no agent longer under your control, and you're not making babies. That's the that's the thing that is against God, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right, and. And I know God also doesn't like pleasures of the flesh, but it probably won't be that pleasure. <laughs> it won't be that great. Yeah. So is it, what is he? He can't just be against flesh. Oh, I just keep thinking about the person biting really hard onto your tongue. Oh, sure, it's a danger. It's the risk you take. It's the risk for you love. take for love, and nobody ever said that love wasn't risky. Yeah. Nobody ever said that love wasn't risky. That's why I put my tongue in the sausage roll. Or a burger bun. (laughs) And God never said if you're feeling frisky that you can't take a chance with another uh, tongue. Tongue. Yeah. Pizza delivery box. Yeah. Um... I just I just keep picturing that when the bun, you know, they bite it, get to your tongue. Yeah. And they realize I'm just going to make out with this patty. <laughs> I 
because <laughs> the patty's still there. Yeah, it's just, well, the patty's still there. And Do then, you think maybe God wouldn't even realise? Say God didn't like that. Yeah. Right? Could, yeah. Right? Uh, you could, could you hide from your the fact that you were making out, mm-hmm. your tongues were wrapped around each other's tongues mm. by putting them both inside a, a burger bun? Yeah. Right? And God looking down as he sees everything, but he probably doesn't like... Like he probably doesn't look inside everything. Like if he saw well, looked down and he saw two people eating a burger, yeah. he wouldn't be like, Oh, I better have a look under that top, under that meat. top bit of bun. Yeah. Uh to make sure that mm-hmm. there's no, they're not, their tongues aren't touching. That's right, yeah. And and we know that he can't control free will. Mm. So and we know that there's limits. And he probably can't see through meat. <laughs> And even if he can see through meat, yeah. can he see through meat with the level of, to the level of detail where he can distinguish between a meat patty and the human tongue? Yeah, that's right. Right within that meat, like I imagine, if you did an X-ray of that, mm. which I reckon is probably how God does this kind of stuff. Okay, like yeah. he looks through with X-rays. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'd be able to tell, right? Because the it's two hard. meats are going to look so similar. Yeah, and just you know, and if he's looking X-ray, he's also seeing into the rock beneath us, mm. like that, and that would be confusing his vision as well. Yeah. What if it? You, what if it is tongue? Right? What if you get a, a burger filled mm-hmm. with tongue? Well, beef like tongue is a beef thing. tongue, exactly. Right. That's how you. And just... then you make out inside that tongue. Yeah. So, so yeah. Okay. So you're inside the tongue. So it's yeah. like a it's like a a beef tongue envelope or a beef tongue tube. Exactly. You carve a hole in a beef tongue. Yeah. Right. You both press your face up against either side of mm. the beef tongue, and you lick each other's tongues through well, should, the tongue. Should and you God just... can't tell. Should you just hollow out two beef tongues yes. and just put them over your own tongues and then make out like that? With big beef tongues? It's just big beef tongues. <laughs> but then I think you're not getting that tongue on tongue. Well, I mean, you're getting tongue on tongue, but it's not yeah. tongue on their tongue. It's tongue on the inside of a beef tongue. But do you think God will be less upset? I think... You know, if, he, if, he could, if this was a thing that would bother him, would he be less upset that you're not sort of you know, out of wedlock? I think he'd be T- less upset. Tongue in another person. Yeah. But I also like the idea of tricking God because he can't tell where your the beef tongue ends and your yeah. tongue begins. That's true. So yeah. those are both good. Yeah. Right? Getting get it on through a tongue window. Mm. Yeah, tongue tunnel. Yeah, tongue tunnel. Yeah. yeah. Great. Can I say it again? Tongue tunnel. Tongue tunnel. Or a tunnel. Tunnel. <laughs> tunnel of love. <laughs> Look, I think that's a I think that's a sketch, I've right? Got, yeah. Okay, is it trying to trick God? Yeah, trying to trick God, uh, and it's some God that doesn't want you to touch tongues. Um, and I'm sure at some stage in our history, God has sort of been pretty harsh on that kind of stuff, right? Mm. And maybe this even then comes, you know, you die, right? Yep. And it comes to uh, some sort of legal proceedings in heaven. That's what would happen. Right, where God God tries to say you don't get to come into heaven, mm. you should go to hell. Yeah. Much like an asylum process in Australia, right? If you're trying to come over here as a refugee, yeah. we put you through some kind of um, processing, offshore processing, yeah. to work out if you're a genuine uh, refugee. And, if you're... and I think it's all pretty inhumane, whatever mm. happens. Which you can imagine things being inhumane when you're no longer a human exactly right and you're not in heaven yet and god is against you because he's got his suspicions right but you're Mm. representing yourself or maybe you've got a hotshot lawyer right well you could imagine if there is a there there could be an appeals process as well you would hope exactly exactly there should be an appeals process Mm. um because i don't think god 
gets the final say in this kind that of stuff, feels surely. Weird. That feels very dictatorial. Mm. Yeah, which doesn't sound like him. No. He's a fair god. Fair god. Give us another go. Give us a... What's the, what's the Supreme Court, you know? What's yeah. Above God. Yeah. Um, supreme being court. Being court, yeah. Anyway. Um, so I got tricking God with a tongue tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, We've got, uh, I think, I think five ideas. Yeah. Would you like to look at the words that we have from a, a listener? I do. I do. I think that, the, first of all, I just wanted to say, though, that, that this necrophilic relationship that's lost its spark, mm. you know, I think at first it will start off a bit disgusting for, you know, to, to show this to people. But... Mm. But I think it'll progress really nicely and people will be really into watching it as they see the love grow, but then also see them sort of separate a little bit physically. Mm. Well, she feels very cold, mm. I suppose, would probably be a line that we might try and avoid putting in there because it's a little obvious. Well, oh, but we could play the song, you're hot and you're cold, <laughs> you're yes and you're silent. <laughs> You are up and you're dead. (laughs) (laughs) You're something I'm... Dead. Dead. Okay, so um, the words that we have today are from a listener called Harvey Wiseman. Harvey Wiseman. Harvey, Harvey, you're the king of the pods right now because I'm pretty sure I heard you uh, mentioned on a different podcast recently. Maybe it was a Prime Mates. Sounds like uh, sounds like something goddamn Harvey Wiseman would do. Yeah, Harvey, thank you for your pledge. If you guys want to pledge, you can pledge three dollars to give three words to the pod, or you can do eight dollars and you can see the two extra episodes on Mm Patreon.com/slash/TwoInTank. And thirteen dollars, and I'll give you my full address. Yeah, thirteen dollars. We haven't set that one up yet, but that's on the way. Yeah. (laughs) Also, you can buy uh, t-shirts and merchandise. You can buy which a few people have been doing, and it looks really, really good. And I'm going to get a t-shirt. Yeah. So if you go to our Twitter, it's our top post, I think, at all times. Yeah. You can just link to the red 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 bubble, but I think it's redbubble.com/slash/twointank. That sounds about right. Yeah. Sounds like something we'd do. So, Harvey's three words. Ah. You ready? Yes. The. Sparrow. Yes. Boys. The Sparrow Boys. I do like the way sparrows hop around. Mm, is that the one big tail? Yeah, not that big a tail. I really? mean, how big? Well, I mean, it's a small bird. How yeah. big a tail are you talking? But it kind of like their their tail sort of starts out thin and gets wider on the yeah, yeah, and they yeah, and they that's... move that tail like a, a little bit around, like you know, they they do a bit of curving. Uh, no, I don't think I don't think that's a sparrow. I think you're thinking of like a tit. Or maybe a wren. I think maybe thinking of a wren. I could be thinking of or a wren. A, a willy wag tail, maybe. No, I don't know if it'd be that. No, but I think, I when think the sparrow's got the... quite a compact little tail. They're just the little ones who buzz around the bottom of cafe, in, you know, in cafes, eating all the crumbs and that. Was oh, so that a, a sparrow? sparrow. I yeah, don't know. I thought it was a brown bird. Yeah, well, it is a brown bird, but it's a sparrow is the uh, you know the designation. The ones yeah. with the little tight little. You're butts? thinking of a swallow. You might be thinking of a swallow. I think I'm thinking of a swallow. Yeah, it's the double letter in the middle there, and the S at the start, yeah. and the O at the end. But I yeah, I'm a, I, I, I often get suckered into a to it all having all the same vowels. Mm. You know that, that tricks me very easily. Here's a sketch that I uh, thought of with my wife mm-hmm. uh, the other day. It's an off, 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 off pod, pod, off pod, pod idea. All right, let's. Uh, we're, we're going to allow it. Secret comedy project I've got going with my. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going to start a secret comedy project I got going with my girlfriend. Yeah, all right, great. 
Um, and uh, it's a husband and well, it's 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 a bride and a groom, right? They're in the church there, and the bride uh, says, uh, "I, a, you, o, e," and the priest leans over and says, "No, I said, can you prepare some vows?" That's good. It's like it's not a full sketch. It's like a. You know, yeah, but it's like one of those little bits that you would put into a sketch show just to That's break true. it up, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Just break it up. It could be like a wedding themed, uh, a wedding themed sketch show. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, and that great. way all the all the jokes could be sort of wedding things. Mm, yeah, and um, and you do call you it... do you take the bride? Oh, I mean, sometimes <laughs> if I'm guess if I'm driving. <laughs> No, we, that's what we ask when you just got to say... Oh, you give her, give her your hand in marriage. Yeah, yeah, sure, but, I mean, the rest of it is as well, not just the hand, um, because mm. that would be um, macabre. It'd be very macabre. Yeah. That wasn't supposed to make it. Andy, you're looking at me like I'm... Like I'm no, I must do. I'm tearing you apart. <sighs> you're making me complete. You know, you're making me whole. You make me right? whole. Because there was a big hole inside of me. Yeah. And you filled it up with self-doubt. Great. So I'm no longer empty. <laughs> we got to focus on the Sparrow Boys. <laughs> okay, well, you know, Sparrow Boys, you, 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 um, what about what about it's this, right? Okay. It's like, uh, it's a gang, right? And what they do is they hop into cafes, right? Be acting real tough, mm. right? But then they just eat all the leftovers and then they hop away again. Yeah, here come the Sparrow Boys. I mean, like, even if you just picture a bunch of, like, you know, diners and that you see them coming. Yep. Like that down, you know, and they're like, oh, here comes the Sparrow Boys. Like that, and they charge it. I mean, maybe, maybe this is exactly what you were saying. Mm. But there's fear. I think I've added fear. <laughs> I'm, I'm at, I've added the suspense. Oh, no, here they come. And they're, like, looking real tough like that. And then they yeah. just spread out amongst the tables. And they yeah. just start picking up crumbs. And picking then... up crumbs and stuff. You know, jumping. They jump up on top of a table, mm. right? And they sort of jump around a little bit. Sure. But always jumping with two legs together, I think, is kind of... That's how you do it. The, the, the key uh, sparrow signifier. They, uh, can, I, I imagine they just can't move their legs separately. Do you think that once they get inside, stuck inside a shopping centre, they don't know how to get back out again? I think that's a real that's a real probability. Yeah. In that they then they have to get a guy with a big net. Yeah, chases around. them around. Yeah, where would they live? Where do you think they live? Where do you think they? See, I, I don't know where these things. Nest, I don't know where right? they live either. I mean, yeah, pipes. I don't, think, I don't pipe? think you see enough birds' nests to account for all the birds. Mm. Well, right? where do I see like maybe two birds' nests a year. I don't even know where all the where the birds go at night. Where do they go? Right? I've I've been in a tree at night. I didn't see any birds in there. Yeah. So it's not trees. <laughs> do you think there's just a cave? What were you doing in the tree? I was just hanging. You know, just climb. You can climb trees any time of day. Or night. Or night, exactly. Um I think uh yeah, I think that's real sus. Where are all these birds go? Do you think that the, they're like? Do you think they've all got homes? You know, like houses. Do you think it's like how people are suspicious of like some homeless people that they've actually got a job and like they're, they're doing really well yeah. and they've got a house and that sort of thing? Uh, do you, maybe birds. A lot of birds just live in just. Like res, a, they like, just have you know residential homes, like a bird mansion. Bird mansions, right? But they come into the city and they eat crumbs and they act 
poor. Yeah, they and they like and that 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 would be helped by their brown attire, brown mm. and gray. That's pretty much that's streetwear. That's sort of street bird attire. Mm. And you never see any real fancy looking birds in the city. And, and the birds actually live in quite good neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah. So, so they don't. Des- that's why it says don't feed the birds and stuff like that. It's because the birds are actually doing really well. Yeah. And they're exporting they have, you. They have actually all the bacon that they can eat. They're rolling in bacon. I mean, human civilization must be the only scenario in which birds have started eating bacon. Because birds probably are eating bacon, right? Yeah, I don't think they have much access to bacon in the wild. <laughs> I suppose a dead, a de- you know, a dead boar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would have boar bacon, wouldn't there be? There'd be yeah, boar but bacon. it wouldn't be bacon. It would just be pork or boar pork, right? But bacon is like smoked, you know, and it's got like yeah, that's true. herbs. You want like hickory or something like that, and you hang it up, and mm, that's you know, true. I don't think it gets. But a pig that died in, in a bushfire, a bushfire near a sort of a uh, sort of a, a, f- a fracture in the earth's in a, crust. Well, in a in a sort of in a uh, hickory. Is it isn't hickory a wood? Yeah, hickory is a wood. So in a hickory a, fire. Hickory forest. For, yeah. In a hickory forest fire. Hickory forest fire. A <laughs> boar ran down the path. <laughs> the, <laughs> the bacon smelt good. Good. The bird ate it. Hickory forest fire out. That was, that was the last. That was the last character of the of the story leaving. Hickory forest fire out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's it's like it's like in um, people saying you know in, in sitcoms you never see people like say goodbye properly on phones. You never mm. see people go to the toilet and that sort of thing like in real life. Yeah. Same in poetry. You never see anybody go to the toilet in poetry, and they never say goodbye they at never the end say, of a poem. Yeah. They never, yeah, you and yeah, you don't go to the bathroom in a in a poem. Yeah, you don't you don't sort of have an argument with your kid about you, going you to bed. Interrupted really. in the middle of a poem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to uh, just stop the poem here. I'm getting another poem. <laughs> sorry, another poem's coming to me. <laughs> I mean, you can just have a little conversation. I think that's fun to start a really beautiful poem, and then have sort of put into it your 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 kid trying to like interrupt, going "Dad, Daddy, yeah. Daddy," like that, and then you go and you're trying to continue, and then it's gets harder, mm. and then eventually it just becomes, "What is it?" Mm. C- cycle. That's, what was that's, that's the name of the child. Yeah, the child's called Cycle. Well, you can call him Psych. That's true. That does yeah. sound good. <laughs> um. Uh, so did we have yeah? So the Spor- Sparrow Boys. You've written down Spor- Sparrow Boys gag, gang, gang, right? Yeah. I mean, and we haven't really that that on, on surface value doesn't seem like we've added all that much to the, uh, to, the to the words the, the words the Sparrow Boys. But you know, I, well, I think I think there's something there. You know, yeah, these guys yeah. who come into cafes knocking over the tables and sort of you know. I mean, the Sparrow Boys they're just after the crumbs. You know, the Sparrow Boys could also be these people who are trying to figure out where birds go at night. Mm. Well, I think that's another. Yeah, I think that's a totally different sketch, right? Where we're we're really sus on birds that there aren't enough nests. Yeah, and that it's a big expose. Yeah, Four Corners could do it. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. No, you you know you see the birds swimming around in the pond, mm. right? The 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 the, the ducks, 
and they you know they mm. want they want bread whatever you people who come down feel sorry for them and give them bread and that sort of thing but Pigeons, what we don't realize is that all these ducks are doing really really well and mm. have got lots of bread of their own but just showing like you know also like pigeons lorikeets seagulls mm. right and then you start showing the number of nests that you see around in the yeah. area like and, that and, and it's there's huge, something wrong where do birds actually live and then we maybe we go we we see a mansion or something we go and visit some of the mansions that these birds live in mhm yeah a lot of them are costing the taxpayer something <laughs> yeah somehow they, they get they're also getting welfare they're rorting the system and then what does that mean about hunters you know like duck hunters and that sort of thing duck hunting hunters, season sort of like yeah. inner urban duck hunters <laughs> People go down just, the, just the pond down in the botanical gardens yeah. and just shooting the ducks. <laughs> getting duck for like for for sort of dinner, just, mm. like just getting, grabbing a duck, snapping its neck. Anyway, no, my mom. My mom told me that once that her friend had gone down to the local pond in Bega, and she's like, you know, we were making duck, and so we went down to the pond, and what's great is they. They they expect bread, so they just walk straight up to you, and you can just grab them by the neck, and go like that. Anyway, but that turns out it was just a gag. Oh, <laughs> well, that takes the edge off it because I was genuinely horrified. Yeah, me too. At your mother, at her friends. Sure, the people, the people she hangs out. The people with. of Bega. Yeah, well, you know, I'm sure the people of Bega probably wouldn't have stood for it either. I don't know. They seem like a bunch of bystanders to me. Ducks. Do stand though. They do. Four things. Do all birds? Stand? I guess all birds stand. <laughs> it's sort of a standing. Uh, animal. All birds stand except for hummingbirds. Hummingbirds are no. Wait, are they the only ones who can't? I think hummingbirds. They might be able to stand, but they can't walk. Yeah, right. They're the only bird that can't walk. Hmm. Hummingbird. Leg, no legs, just feet. Just tiny little feet. Just feet. Yeah, and they fly everywhere. Just kind of like a nub. It's sort of really buzzed, don't they? Yeah, they're like a nub. Yeah, right. But they still have claws, I think, to like hang on to. Do they ever just like? What if their wings are tired? Like, do they ever just sort of drag themselves along with their sort of with the beak <laughs> along the ground? Is it like a kind of a crutch or something like that? Yeah. Oh yeah, they do that. Yeah, great. Yeah. Well, as long as they do that. Well, I guess we should do the song to get out. Uh, you want to take us through the sketches oh, yeah, you yeah, come yeah, up sorry. with? We got necroleptics. These are people who fall asleep next to the dead. Yeah, who kind of might need a. A dead person to fall asleep. Uh, we got the necrophilic relationship that's lost its spark. Mm-hmm. We got a little man in the stethoscope prank. <laughs> There's been some really good stuff in this episode, Al. Yeah, great. I feel really tired. Yeah, and me too. lacking in any any me, creativity. Me but too. I'm not. I'm not saying there's not good stuff. No, no, no. tongue in the burger trick. Tongue in the know? burger trick. Yeah. What a great trick. That's a good first date thing. You're, you know, I'm taking the popcorn. That's that's full on. You want to know somebody pretty you well. To, you need to be able to trick somebody into going to each of the individual bases before you get to anything really oh, full yeah. on. And that's the thing is that some of the, like, if you're a woman, it doesn't mean you can't do, you know, you can do, <laughs> I don't know, maybe like, you know, like a series of, you know, you just get like a bag of, of meringues and put mm. your boob in there. <laughs> <laughs> You know, or <laughs> you know that one actually that is that works so much better than any of the other ones. Yeah, a boob in a bag of meringues yeah. is totally plausible. I mean, you know, admittedly, I don't know much about 
meringues and how they behave in a sort of a bag scenario. Yeah, I guess you you want them to be relatively like, it's like they don't you don't want so they, to be they want to be sort of stale meringues where they've got a bit soft. No, I think, I think sometimes sometimes look, it could be a bag of marshmallows. Perfect. You know those big giant marshmallows. Yeah, bag yeah. of giant marshmallows. You just hold it against your chest yeah. there in the movie theater. So if you're a lady who just desperately wants somebody to touch your boob, hopefully your date. <laughs> The old boob in the mar- bag of Just marshmallows. Just cut a hole in the side of a bag of giant marshmallows. And, so, and you can do that with with any aspect of any base that you want to be on. Mm. You know, you could you could hide your hand in a bag of spiders. Yeah, just reach in, grab a spider. <laughs> Five-legged spiders. I've cut I've cut three of their legs off. Each of the spiders. Just reach in and grab one. They're giant, huge. They're huge. Hairy spiders. <laughs> yeah, not hairy. I shaved them all as well. Oh, good. I painted them pink. Giant pink five-legged spiders just reach into the bag and just grab one. Ha-ha. <laughs> and now you're holding my hand and it's not awkward. Mm, so. There's still about six or seven spiders in this bag and they're not happy. No. But we are because we're holding hands. I assume that's your hand and not a spider. <laughs> I'm holding your hand as well as two spiders. Um, well, that's very, very good. Yeah, great. You could also, um, you could also sort of give a, get a big box of, sort of, you know, get a meat tray. Mm. You know, meat tray maybe of like, you know, legs of lamb or whatever, and just hide your butt in there. <laughs> <laughs> like that, you just hold it behind you like that. <laughs> And then, and then, what do they do? Why and are they, they grabbing it? They're just grabbing for meat. You know, maybe it's at a, it's a barbecue. It's a, grabbing for meat. Yeah, it's a barbecue. You go, hey, can you reach all the meat that's behind me there? Because we're gonna, we're gonna cut it up and make, do a barbecue. Can you reach all of the meat? Can you reach, reach it? it? Can you Sorry, reach the meat? I can't reach it because of the way I'm holding this box behind me like that. I think, yeah. You might you might be able to do that mm. by by making a like a a sculpture of your whole upper body mm. like like those Halloween costumes for um for like dogs where it looks like they're uh they've got little arms that stick out the sides and their front legs are uh, yeah are their legs yeah um but their head's still sticking up there. What if instead of that you replace the whole head? Mm. Right and torso, and you somehow strap that to sort of the middle of your back, right? Yeah. And then you put a meat tray over your. You're bending down, mm-hmm. or you're bending across, right? And you put a <laughs> meat tray over your buttocks. Yeah. With the meat. But all you look around. like you're. You look like you're holding it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's great. It's just a, percept- a perception fuck up. It's hard. It's, yeah, yeah. And no, then your legs like look that. like they're in the wrong place, but maybe you could cover them with like a sheet or something and it'll look like your legs are, maybe are behind you could where of, they actually are. Maybe you could lean back onto a, like a unicycle. Yes. But, but, but cover the unicycle with a big skirt. <laughs> like that. And then but with the, at the bottom put like two thonged feet. So it looks like you're wearing a sarong. It just looks like you're dressing. Yeah, like, like a, a really deep and wide sarong. Yeah. Like a bustle. Yeah, like that. But then, and then where your feet are, you just you put something else to hide the fact that you have feet. Maybe some mirrors. Yep. 
No, I mean that's more skirt down there. That skirt that's hanging that's off the, the meat tray. Just the meat skirts. tray's got a skirt. Well, make it look like each one of like one that that's the fir- the, the the wheel is one leg, mm. and then the other where your both of your legs are is another leg. And you're walking sideways. You're walking sideways, holding this meat tray. <laughs> meat tray out to one side. Out to one side. <laughs> and so with you. <laughs> Oh, maybe both your hands could be one leg, and Great. your other leg, your other your two legs are the other leg, mm. and then you've got to you walk. Yeah, this is gonna work great. I think it's this is the best Halloween costume <laughs> to get people to grab your butt. <laughs> you have to keep asking them to empty out reach, your can meat you reach tray. The meat? Can you reach the meat? <laughs> your bare buttock is there with just. A whole bunch of uncovered meat. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to be barbecuing soon. Can you get that meat? <laughs> what, what kind of meat is it even supposed to be? <laughs> just, just, just big just big chunks that, <laughs> that chunk, meat. Chunks of meat. Yeah. <laughs> just like, you know. A, I think you could you could conceivably, like, put a bit of that netting kind of stuff over over the cheeks. Make it look like a um, sure. like a, a bit of is it what is it lamb no pork or something? Yeah. You could make it look like pork. Oh, you could make it just put stick a, a bit of a bone on the side or something. Sure, you could stick a bone in the side. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that could be your penis. <laughs> this is going to be hard to get it up there next no, to the that's butt. True. That's true. <laughs> You're right. You use somebody, somebody else's, else's penis. penis. <laughs> get a second person in the costume. <laughs> yeah, you say, can you reach some of that meat? Don't be afraid oh. to grab it by the bone. <laughs> And then, so somebody under you is riding an incumbent bicycle. Recumbent. Recumbent bicycle. And you're standing on its spread eagle. Like that. <laughs> With your butt out, but you, your head... T- if anyone spun. listening can draw a diagram of what they think this would look like, and see, work out if you think this could be pulled off. Yeah. All right. Pulled off like the guy whose bone is... Look, I think, I think the penis part went too far. It did. It did, and it was obscene. It was obscene. It was disgusting, and as we've established, this is a Christian podcast. <laughs> We're trying to find ways to trick God into letting us tongue each other. Tongue each other. It's a Christian God part. It's like... We, we want love, God to be happy. Yeah, we love God. We don't want him to be upset by seeing exactly. people touching tongues. And he can't tell the difference between tongue and tongue. That's one of his blind spots. <laughs> one... And uh, it's our job as Christians to find all find of his b- more blind, blind spots. <laughs> so as to not upset him. Imagine if we found out that God was colorblind. Oh, you know? it'd be hard to... He'd lose his respect. The respect I think we is. could find that out as well. We just have to write something really blasphemous, mm. but using one of those, um, those colorblind... Yeah. Things with all the dots where they ask you if it's a seven or a nine or something like and that. And if it gets hit by lightning. And if it, exactly. If you get smited, hmm. then we'll know. Yeah. Well, it's worth doing. It's a good experiment. <laughs> um, then we got the Sparrow Boys gang. And Yep. Wait. Tricking God with a tongue tunnel. And, oh, yeah, tongue and, oh, and there's also, yeah, Tricking God with a tongue tunnel. Sparrow Boys gang, they just come in and they raid the crumbs. Yeah, yeah. And they go, we got this expose. Where, where do birds where, go? Where do birds go at night? They're doing okay. Don't need to worry about the birds. They're doing pretty good. Where um, birds go at night? 
You feel you feeling good about this one? Because I hit a real groove, a real deep groove. I think rhythm-wise, we were going okay. I think we just, you know, it's always a risk trying to do notes in this thing because. Because I mean, we're both not in control of notes. Alistair, so, you're, you're you're being very so, generous by using the word "we" there. So, so, it, to, we, look. so to aim for harmonies is really really ambitious for us. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, <laughs> the podcast where we wrap up this episode. I'm Alistair George Williams, from League Virtual, and you can find me at Alistair TV. Uh, I'm Andy, and you can find me at Stupid Old Andy. We and are at Two, two in, in tank. tank. We're at Patreon.com/slash. Two and tank as well. Yeah, if you want to donate, it really helps. We're, so much. We're 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 about four tenths of the way to our biggest goal. That's amazing. Which by the be, way, yeah, the yeah, thank, thank you, you to you everyone s- who's contributed so much to getting us that far. George is getting. You money. know who you are. George Ge- is getting money. That was all we ever wanted was for George to get some yeah. money. George is getting paid, and we're on the way to being able to spend a day a week working on writing and performing sketches. I think for it's you guys. a day a month. Day but... a month. <laughs> Sure, but we're on the way to the day of the week as well. Well, we're know, on the way to we're on the way to being you know, fully if you, employed. If you drive up a hill, you're on your way to the moon, Alistair. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely, Andy, and I'm not arguing with you about Great. that. Great. You drive up a hill, you climb up a tree. You're you're an astronaut in my book. Yeah, which is you the... fall you fall out of that tree. You're uh, you're returning to Earth after an unsuccessful mission to the moon. That's, that's right. all I'm saying. And that's in your book. Who is an astronaut by Andy Matthews? (laughs) Am I an astronaut? (laughs) Um, And we we love love you. Also, you can you can review the podcast, and that really helps us. Oh man, that'd be so emotionally. We love it. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 